Hello and welcome to A Smashing Theory, the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Prediction Podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And, uh, welcome to our best episode yet. Yes, indeed. The episode where we can celebrate because we've done such a good job. I hope that you enjoy listening to people consume birds live on the air because we're going to be eating a lot of crow this episode (laughs) (laughs) there see we've done it now we can move on and talk about what a great job we did predicting things so welcome to the the november 2018 super smash bros ultimate direct reactions episode yes last week sean and i made some predictions Mm -hmm. as we do this is the podcast where we predict what's going to happen we do do that next in smash Bros. ultimate what will get revealed what will be included and we made a we made a bold choice last time that choice being that the grid leak a blurry picture from a promotional studio somewhere in europe with like nine new characters on it must have been real and this was Sakurai's master plan all along. Um, you could say that now, much like the Grinch, we are green with envy with regard to people who chose not to believe that leak. <laughs> and also, much like the Grinch, we're angrily sitting at home wearing Santa suits for some reason. I haven't watched that movie in a while. Does he just sit like around the house in a Santa suit at some point? Um, I think so. He definitely sits around the house and he's angry and then he's in a Santa suit. Yeah, so... I don't know if... Uh... So via the transitive property, <laughs> which is... Right, yes, a, that's a, how that works. Yeah, that's the correct <laughs> application of that math, yeah. yeah. So here's here's a spoiler. Uh, we were wrong. Yeah. We were wrong about that. That became clear right at the beginning of the direct. Yes. Um, I will say, though... A lot of people are like, whoa, I can't believe anybody believed the Grinch leak. Like, fuck you guys. (laughs) A lot of people believe the Grinch leak. It was the most convincing leak that I've seen in a long time. (laughs) Many, 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 many people were fooled, including (laughs) us. However, we were still fooled. Oh, yes. Yes. That is undoubtedly true. We were very much still fooled. Like, you know, a lot of people say... Oh, it was, you know, the picture is so blurry. Why would you fall for that? Mm. You know, it wasn't just a blurry picture. Like, it was backed up with uh, what seemed to be kind of facts about where the picture was taken, how the picture was obtained. Right. Uh, As a fake, it was very well crafted. Yes, indeed. I still don't really understand why people do that, but whatever. (laughs) Gets gets their jollies in, you know, I guess that's fine. Well, they... they can do them. (laughs) <laughs> as, uh, as as you might say. They did get, like, tens of thousands of people talking about their work online for a week, like two weeks straight. I guess that could be a motive for some people. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, to me, it's just like, like the, the kid in elementary school is like, my uncle works at Nintendo. Like, we don't think you're cool when we find out he doesn't, you know? <laughs> Uh, and now I don't think that the Grinch leaker is cool. Or, you know, more contemporary example, like, there's that guy who made the, like, fake Pokemon leak, 
Remember yeah. that? Yeah, I remember the guy who made the fake Pokemon leak, like the rabbit and the platypus and that monkey thing that was kind of the weak link of the three. Right, right. Yeah, I loved, I... I loved that leak. I wanted it to be real. Mm-hmm. It was a fake. And I just remember that after that, I remember hearing, like, oh, he's going to try, like, maybe he's going to try to leverage this into a job at Nintendo as a character designer. If I were Nintendo-san, I'd be like, no, get the fuck out of here. He you did. Fake-ass leaker. He did get a job. Not as a Nintendo guy, but there is a game called Temtem, mm-hmm. uh, a multiplayer online kind of MMO take on the Pokemon formula. Okay. And they hired him to design the platypus Pokemon and its evolutions for their game. And the platypus is in Temtem now. And what I'm saying is he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> That's like a really sneaky and underhanded, like, if I, like, tricked, if someone tricked me, I wouldn't want to hire them afterward. <laughs> but what if it was, like, a cool prank? I, 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 I don't know. No. <laughs> you say the answer's no to that. You know, it's going to be a big no for me, dog. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I get where you're coming from. But I'm, I find myself kind of impressed by the talent of these people that managed to fool me, you know? Hmm. It's like, it's like, okay, you got me, and I have to respect that, you know? Like, as someone who generally prides myself of being a pretty screwed in this dude, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say that not every leak fools me, not everything gets past me. So if something does, it's like, okay, good job. Good job, buddy. I don't know, like, I guess to me it's in a similar class to, like, if someone were to just walk up to me and sock me in the jaw, I wouldn't go, wow, man, you're really strong. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be mad. <laughs> uh, fair enough. So let's rewind to before we got blindsided by all this Grinch stuff. We made some legitimate predictions that were unrelated to this. We did. And we've gotten some stuff right, like Ridley being a playable character. Mm-hmm. Every character from Smash 4 returning. Mm-hmm. Ice Climbers and Wolf coming back. Mm-hmm. Shovel Knight being an assist trophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff wrong. That's true. Uh, like Bomberman and Midna being playable characters. Not predicting the fact that every Smash character ever would be in the game. <laughs> we didn't predict characters like Simon Belmont or King K. Rule or Isabel. Right. But we had made several predictions, many predictions, that had not been resolved up till now right some of them still some of these still haven't but some of them have so let's read let's go through our unresolved predictions before this direct sure captain toad is a playable character Mm -hmm. rex with pira and mithra right as a playable character the monster hunter sora a rabid ribbon girl Mm -hmm. isaac from golden sun Mm -hmm. edelgard from fire emblem Three Houses. Right. Possibly as a DLC character. Probably as a DLC character. Right. I predicted, independently of Sean, that a man from Tekken who is old and is named Heihachi. Ah. <laughs> I, I find a workaround to keep you from, from screaming the instant I say his name. <laughs> uh, I predicted that he would be playable. And you were wrong! Bitch! Oh, it's not over yet, baby. Oh, yes it is. It's not over yet. I predicted independently that Rockruff (laughs) would be playable and evolve into, like, Hand Rock. That's almost as stupid as Heihachi. (laughs) No, it's not. It's great. it's great. (laughs) (laughs) And that the Black Knight from Fire Emblem Path of Radiance would be an Echo Fighter of Krom. Right. Sean predicted, independently of me, that Mac Rider would be playable. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Marks from Kirby would be playable. Mm -hmm. A Gen 8 starter would be some kind of DLC, Gen 8 starter from Pokemon. Right. And Shadow the Hedgehog would be an Echo Fighter of Sonic. Yes. Now, when we thought the Grinch leak was real, Sean was looking pretty good in this I prediction. Was. I was. I was feeling pretty good. Right? You got Mac Rider, you got Shadow. Mm -hmm. Then I got punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> By someone that's really strong. <laughs> now, usually, before we get into the main topic of our episode, we talk about... We talk about corrections, which we didn't really have any, besides the fact that the Grinch leak is fake. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. That's a pretty big correction. Yeah, pretty big correction, but we've corrected it. We'd talk about Smash-related news, but the Direct is the news, so we will we will slip our usual stuff, like Smash music and stuff, into that. Mm -hmm. However, before we get started on our Smash Direct coverage... Warning! A challenger approaches! We got... A giveaway! Yeah! Yeah! So, so you guys might remember, if you are followers of us, that we've done uh, giveaway singular in the past. We did, a, we did a pretty cool one where we got some Marvels of Ether codes. And this time we've got codes for another Smash Bros-style video game. We sure do. And we think this one's pretty cool. We sure do. So, we have four codes for Slap City. Yeah! Slap City by Ludosity. Uh, Ludosity are these guys that make a bunch of indie games, like a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. uh, stuff like It'll Do, Card City Knights. If you haven't played Card City Knights, and you like both Triple Triad and Ed, Ed, and Eddie, <laughs> then you might like Card City Knights, because it's basically those two things fused together. <laughs> it, it's but got, in kind of a cool way. Yeah, it's got kind of a Triple Triad like gameplay, and I, I feel like you're... You're saying that the art style is reminiscent of Ed, Ed, and Eddie? Yeah, it's got that kind of aesthetic going on. I, I don't know if I fully agree, but I see where you're going with that. Good. I, I get why you would think that, because you're nuts. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ludosity has done all kinds of games. You've Like, if you got a Switch, and if you're watching this podcast, you probably do. You've probably seen a few of Ludosity's games uh, like on the eShop. Right. Whether or not you know it. Slap City... Like Smash Bros. is a crossover game featuring several playable characters from across Ludosity's stable of games. Right. It's like an indie version of Smash Bros. It's kind of remarkable that they have that many characters to me, but they do, and they're in there. Yeah, and one thing that I find really cool about Slap City is a lot of Smash Bros. games, a lot of games that try to take the Smash Bros. formula mm -hmm. and do their own spin on it, a lot of them usually crib from Melee, right? Right. Uh, they're like, we want to be competitive, uh, so we're taking sort of the competitive things that Melee brought to the table and making them not a glitch, we're making them viable. Air dashing. <laughs> Sean doesn't like air, uh, wave dashing. <laughs> you said air dashing. <laughs> What, what, what? You said air dashing? Oh, whoops. No, I like air dashing. Anime fighters are where it's at. What am I, wave dashing. Yes. Wave dashing! A whoosh! <laughs> a whoosh, whoosh, whoosh! Sean doesn't like wave dashing. I don't. I do like air dashing. I don't like wave dashing. <laughs> Slap City, however, does not crib for melee. It cribs from Smash 64. <laughs> it's more slower and methodical. Like, hits feel harder. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really cool. Like even the even the graphical style sort of is almost a smoothed over N sixty four aesthetic. I can see it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So far, they have seven characters. They've been teasing an eighth, uh, and they gave me 
they gave me some codes, but they didn't tell me who that eighth character is, <laughs> who could be revealed like while I'm editing this episode. Actually, they're really ramp, they're really ramping up the teases, but they've got like characters from across their games, like it'll do and fish Bujin, like this big muscly fish man who who's like kind of a bruiser in the game. Right. My personal favorite is probably business casual man. Uh, <laughs> and the, yes, by the way, these are all real characters. <laughs> this is not Daniel making yeah. a series of bizarre jokes. No, uh, biz, business casual man uh, is like a shirtless guy. Uh, with like blue jeans and suspenders, <laughs> and like he'll just yell things like uh, stocks, taxes, <laughs> and and he has like a mechanic in Slap City where like as his attacks and specials land, he'll get more money. Right, and once like you get to a certain amount of like the more money he has, the the stronger his attacks are, and the more <laughs> he can do, and he can like spend all of his money to do like basically a super. And right. he's the only character that has a super because of that mechanic. Yeah, it's gr- it's great. Like the game's got zoners like Princess Remedy. It's got like bruisers and big damage characters like Princess of Explosions. Uh, it's of surprising quality. If- yeah, you know it's uh it's a really wild game with a really varied cast, and it's obviously made with love. Like, uh, yeah, absolutely. You really feel that as you're playing the game. And I would say that, uh, it's absolutely worth checking out, especially for free. Yeah. Which you might be able to do. Yeah. Get this game for free. Get that bread. So as you might know, we don't like doing the thing where you're required to retweet our tweets. Right. To participate in the giveaway. That's lame. Um, so, but if, if you want to, <laughs> yeah. So if you follow us at a smashing theory, uh, you are already eligible to get a free copy. Right. If you if you've been following us, then you're already eligible. If you follow us now, before we finish the giveaway, you will be eligible. <laughs> and uh, we'll be making a tweet shortly after this episode goes up. If you retweet that, you will be entered into a second draw. Right. Uh, and you'll have an additional chance to get a free copy. But it's not necessary, it's not mandatory, and you don't have to do it to be eligible. Yeah. So, yeah, get get slapping. Yeah. But with that out of the way, we sure have a lot to talk about. We sure do. So, let's start slapping our lips. <laughs> Again, now... Now that we're done talking about Slap City, there is, again, a moratorium on the word slap <laughs> for this podcast. We've overused it in the past. Let's start smacking our lips. <laughs> don't like that either. Let's start flapping our lips. I don't I don't want us to do anything with our lips. Let's move our mouths. <laughs> Let's move our mouths. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Woo. So, the Smash Direct started with... Two character reveals that instantly made it clear that Sean and I had no idea what we were doing. Well, the first one didn't. Right? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. It started with Ken. Right. right. Like, it shows Ken beating the crap out of Little Mac. He's, he's like, in a wrestling ring. Right. And then, like, it pans out of the wrestling ring and it zooms into, like, the Challenger's corner. And you mm-hmm. see, like, two eyes, like, glint. Right. And it's Incineroar. Yes. From Pokemon Gen 7. Which I've... We've discussed the possibility of Incineroar in the past, mm-hmm. because we did talk about the Vergebin leak. Yes. Which 
we did not think was real. We're not great at betting for those horses, I guess. <laughs> I guess not. We, we picked the wrong leak. We sure did. Although, we'll we'll talk about the viability of some of the other stuff he said. Right. Incineroar comes out, he gets shown off. I do really love Incineroar's moveset. Yes, no, it's very cool. Like, I can't say that I was initially excited about, you know, him being revealed, mm-hmm. but, uh... I'll probably wind up playing as him a lot because his stuff is rad. I feel like this happens a lot. Like, well, it didn't happen with another character that we'll talk about later. <laughs> but for now, yes. I've, I've, I feel like over the course of our friendship, there have been multiple points where, like, I hypothesize we might get X character, and you're like, I don't think I'm going to be excited about that character, and I'm like, but if they have a good move set, I mean, and to be clear. I would rather that this was, like, the wrestler from Rhythm Heaven with the exact same moveset. You know? <laughs> Fair. Like, there are other characters who I would rather this would be. Yes. But, uh, you know, Incineroar turned out pretty cool. And, he uh, did. And I'm willing to admit that on a recording. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's A lot funny. of gravitas there. Welcome to a recording. <laughs> are you excited? <laughs> To hear our words. This is what would happen if you quit the podcast and I had to host it myself. (laughs) I didn't write an outline because I can't be fucked to do all the research that Daniel does. So Then Sakurai shows up and he he tells us some stuff. He sure does. He tells us a whole lot of stuff. Oh, yes. So, while generally we've done stuff in chronological order, I think we're going to bounce around a bit to the general kinds of reveals that he had. And I think the biggest... The biggest thing he talked about, he spent, like, a big chunk of his 40-minute direct talking about this, mm-hmm. is spirits, right? Right. So, Sean and I predicted that spirits would be the game's adventure mode. Yes. Right? Uh, it would have, like, a very loose story where all the characters, like, like Luigi dying and Mario and Mega Man <laughs> dying were foreshadowing, and there's just a story mode where a bunch of characters have been turned into ghosts and you have to save them. Right. This ended up being false. That's not what Spirits is. Uh, We did say that Spirits, the adventure mode, as Mm. we were calling it, would be kind of in between adventure mode from Melee and Subspace Emissary from Brawl in terms of scale and implementation of story elements. We were wrong about that being Spirits, but we will talk about that as a concept a little later. Yes. So, what Sakurai said instead is that spirits are the system in the game that replaces trophies. Trophies don't exist in Smash Bros. Ultimate. Which is so weird. Yeah, right? Like, Smash Bros. Ultimate, the culmination of everything Smash Bros., does not <laughs> right. have a feature that has been in Smash Bros. since 64. Everyone well, is here, <clears throat> except trophies! <laughs> Well, the, I guess the feature has been in since Melee. Right. There were no collectible trophies in 64, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. That's strange, but I, I think I'll get over it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, as of Smash Bros. 4, trophies were getting to be kind of a tedious part of unlocking stuff. Mm. You know, like, so many hundreds of trophies to unlock. You had to beat All-Stars mode with over 50 characters in order to get one trophy. Right. Uh, it was kind of daunting, like... I, I was never excited about unlocking trophies. Mm-hmm. So I I think him phasing that out doesn't... I'm not I'm not too bothered by that. Okay. In fact, the fact that he's taking the trophy concept and making it... Like, trying to make it cooler... Right, like, more robust. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of down for that. The, the fact that 
uh, your trophies now have multiple purposes. Okay. So let's talk about those purposes. Uh, spirits are things you can now equip to your playable characters in certain modes of the game. Right. The the fluff for it is that, you know, all these characters are toys in the real world, like mm-hmm. they were in Smash 64, but uh, spirits are these toys having lost their physical forms <laughs> uh, because of a laser beam that destroyed everything. We'll talk about that later. Right. So it looks like there's a lot of ways to get spirits in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there'll be rewards for all sorts of things. The The main thing is that there is a spirits, I, there's a spirits menu option, right? Right. And... You can go to the spirits menu, takes you to a spirit board where you can fight in spirit battles <laughs> to get these spirits. So spirits are basically like, you know, they're, they're kind of trophy level characters, mm-hmm. stuff that weren't big enough to be playable characters or assist trophies. Although some assist trophies, I'm guessing all assist trophies have their own spirits, just like all assist trophies have their own trophies. Right. And these spirit battles involve you fighting... In order to get a spirit, you'll have to fight a character that sort of invokes the personality of that spirit. Yeah, this was interesting. Yeah, like, I I really like how much personality they put into these. For example, to get the Bow Coblin spirit, which, you know, are kind of these goblin people from Legend of Zelda, you have to fight King K. Rule. Right. Uh, To to get Smeargle from Pokemon, that dog with, like, Mm -hmm. the paintbrush tail... You have to fight Inkling, right, you know, because right. they both they both do the ink. Yep. Sometimes they they change the rules of the battle. Like if you fight Melia from mm-hmm. Xenoblade Chronicles, the floor is like poisonous because you know she she deals with like elements and stuff and status effects. Right. And they sort of mix and match all these elements to create some really interesting fights. Mm-hmm. Like to get the Lucky to, I almost said sticker. Because it kind of remind me of stickers from sure. Brawl. But to get the Lucky 2 spirit, you fight against Iggy Koopa and a group of small red Bowsers to represent right. the Spinies. And there's a bunch of those. Do you have any personal favorites like of these battles that they showed? They showed like a bunch of sample battles. They did. Uh, <laughs> there's one really stupid one that I liked a lot, which is for the Sable Sisters. <laughs> from um, Animal Crossing. Right, from Animal Crossing. It's just like... Sonic with a a bunch of Sonics with drills. <laughs> yeah, because, um, because the 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 Able Sisters in in uh, the Able Sisters, right? Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the Able Sisters in Animal Crossing are hedgehogs that sew that use right. sewing machines. <laughs> that to me, like on the one hand, that was clearly like, okay, what what the fuck are we gonna do? For you guys? It's gonna be Sonic and something. I don't know. Just give them drills. But on the other hand, it's like perfect. Yeah, I think it's genius. I think it's amazing. What about you? Um, there's a character from Fire Emblem Awakening named Owain. Ah, yeah. And Owain is like very uh, he's like very like flamboyant and like he's a braggart and he mm-hmm. like he he he's very like. You know, it's like, aha, you shall feel right. the fury of my blade, you know, very... <laughs> sort of like a superhero, but in the Fire Emblem universe. Yeah, and, and a big show-off. So so to get the Owain spirit, you fight against Krom, who is kind of colored like Owain, and he has a killing edge. Mm-hmm. He has a killing edge sword in his hand, because Owain also kind of specializes. Right, in, he's like in... a Myrmidon, or whatever yeah. they're called in Awakening. Yeah, yeah. And he spends the entire match taunting. <laughs> uh, 
which really like it really invokes the personality of Owain. So yes, it suits him. I think that's really cool. Yeah, but yeah, then you can you can unlock all these spirits. You can take them into remo- into other modes. You can uh, you can battle other players who have spirits equipped, mm-hmm. uh, and these are like two v two v two battles. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on with the spirits. Uh, there's different classes, right? There's novice ranked, advanced ranked, ace ranked, and legend ranked. Right. From one each having one to four stars respectively, and there are primary and support spirits, mm-hmm. right? You can equip one primary spirit to each of your characters. And they basically just give your fighter a type, right? Uh, attack, grab, or shield, which has kind of a rock, or rock, paper, scissors thing going on. If you have attack, you are stronger against characters with a grab mm-hmm. primary equipped. Grab beats shield, and shield beats attack. Right. Fighting with one equipped makes it gain experience points, and you can feed it snacks to level it up. <laughs> and if you level some of them up enough, they have, like an enhanced form. Like, if you level up Dixie Kong enough, uh, she evolves into Dixie and Kitty Kong riding a raft together. <laughs> Subasa from Tokyo Mirage Session, Sharp FE, mm-hmm. uh, who I, by the way, predicted might be an assist trophy, but instead she's kind of a prominent spirit. Right. You can... She starts, like, in her school uniform, and she can evolve into her, like, battle form in the game. Right. And Groudon uh, from Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire can evolve into Primal Groudon, <laughs> which was a form introduced in Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, and Omega. Omega, Omega Ruby, Ruby and Alpha Ruby. Sapphire. Right, yeah. right. Then to the primary spirits, you can equip support spirits. Each, <laughs> uh, each primary spirit has a certain number, like has like three slots that you can fill with support spirits. Support spirits can take up from one to three slots. Some are like stronger than others, so some take up more slots. Right. And the support spirits give you additional skills. Mm-hmm. What it almost reminds me of is like you're playing an MMO, you get your armor, and then you have to like socket the armor with gems yes. or whatever. You know, it's kind of the same deal. Yeah, support spirits are gems. And like the skills that they give can can vary a whole lot and always have something to do with the character. You know, like right. uh like Medley from Wind Waker, if you slot her in, she'll give you wind resistance, you know? <laughs> like, it kind of makes me sad that the less important characters are, like, support spirits, mm-hmm. and the more important ones are primary, because, like, the primary ones just give you a a power boost, right. you know? Like, you don't really get to see, like... There's less of a thematic twist. Yeah, exactly. Although, I guess a lot of them can evolve, and then you get to see cool new art for them, so that's cool. Sure. Uh, still lame. <laughs> but then from there, uh, some gotcha game shit happens. Mm-hmm. Like, you can dismiss spirits to get potential better spirits. You can, you can get spirit cores for, for dismissing spirits. And then you can combine spirit cores to summon new spirits. Uh, <laughs> you can train spirits you have at dojos. Uh, to, like, let them gain experience, or you can train them at a gym, or you can make them, like, go off search for treasure in real time and then come back with treasure uh, and, like, unlock more things. Really, anyone, any gamer who has a smartphone in the year 2018 kind of will recognize, you know, some, some of these of tactics, stuff. yeah. And uh, and there's kind of a risk-reward system, like, 
Uh, in Spirit Battles, your final smash meter is always enabled, so mm-hmm. you get to do final smashes. That's cool. But depending on the power of your enemy and the power of your team, uh, like if you have a really strong spirits team and you fight a weak team, your rewards are kind of minimal. Right. But if you but if the reverse happens, you can get a lot of rewards for beating a really weak for beating a really strong spirit team with your really weak spirit team. Right. So it kind of encourages you to suck and do real good, <laughs> which might be a bit of an oxymoron i don't know i i get what you mean (laughs) so with the help of my girlfriend amy lee and she actually did a lot of the work on this uh we spent a whole lot of time looking at like pausing (laughs) the direct incessantly and trying to find every spirit we could there it did get to a point where i kind of gave up um but before i did (laughs) amy and i wrote down 154 spirits. Daniel just does shit like this. (laughs) Like, honest to God, if I were hosting this podcast with somebody else and I had to do all this work, this part of the outline would be like, yeah, there's a lot of spirits. (laughs) Like, uh, I think, uh, I don't know, I think so-and-so was in there. Like, yeah, that, that would be it. Daniel, on the other hand, like this, like it starts halfway down one page, goes all the way down. God, three more pages. This man is insane. (laughs) This is the dedication that you get from a smashing theory. So I think maybe reading off all 154 spirits would make this podcast a bit too long. But I'm going to go down this list and read some of the notable ones. Alternately, what if we just did it Pokerap style? (laughs) Uh, I'm ready, man. (laughs) Jimmy Robo, Smokey Prob, Hip Lup Waddledee, (laughs) Carmilla Takamari, the Great Fairy, Dr. Wily, Great Snake, Great Snake, (laughs) that's Liquid Snake. (laughs) Tails and Rossetti, Medusa Head, Wobblefoot, Rebby, and Soggy. No, I I don't want to do this. <laughs> that that was fourteen characters, and I'm already exhausted. <laughs> oh boy, fifteen characters. We got Chibi Robo, Smokey Prog, Pip Lup, Doctor Wily, Waddle Dee. <laughs> You're doing the ones I've already Takamaru, said. The Great Fairy, Liquid Snake, Tails, Mister Rissetti, Medusa Head, Wabafet, Soggy, Ramby, Metroid, Ashawat, Doctor Cossack, Krusty Sean, that's me. Ray, Centurion, <laughs> Mona, Blooper, Zero, and Judd, Knuckles, and Bulbore, Moon from Majora's Mask, Angry Fish, Kazuhira, Miller, and Dragonite, Captain Rainbow, KK Slider, the protagonist from Style Savvy, Pig. DeMille, Mouser, Silver, Hinoka, Dry Bowser, Gooey, Yuga, Legendary Birds, Vulpix, Cappy, Zombie, Palutena, Elise, Slippy Toad, Ratley, Wee Fit Trainer, and Lip. Nippy, Owadon, Cranky Conger, Bobby, Hamey, Fortitudo, Rabbit Peach, Airman, Noise, Thanatos, Kid Dracula, and Primid. Bonkers, Polterpup, Rouge the Bat, Reinhardt Schnee from Codename Steam. Then we got F-Type, Galaxy Man, Octoling, and Flare. But Baba Kobkin, I give up. <laughs> Great, you got almost half done. That that turned less into a rap and more like of like a desperate chant near the end. 
near the end, I say, as you as you have you as you said, less than half of the characters in this list. Okay, so I think don't what, fucking drag me when I got four times farther than you. I didn't want to do this in the first place. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so so what I was going to do was highlight some of like some of the bigger characters, some of the characters we've discussed as potentially being playable and that I feel are probably kind of de-confirmed as a result of being spirits. I didn't want to waste all the work you did, but okay. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll I'll mention some some fun ones out of this list because <laughs> my girlfriend did a lot of work on this and I don't want her to be mad. So uh, How could anyone be mad after my genius rap? <laughs> so, uh, so first one is the best one. IMO Chibi Robo. <laughs> I've been waiting for Chibi Robo to get some kind of representation uh, for my entire life. He really has <laughs> since, since before the character existed. Yeah, I was. I came like Chibi Robo were my first words. Yeah, it was remarkable because it was 1987. It's incredible. Yeah, you also started talking when, right when right after you were born. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> You just like you know you're just in the hospital you're just chilling you're like Chibi Robo. Well, you know I kind of figured that like the point I started talking, which is like what like eight months, six months. I don't actually know how that works exactly. Yeah, well, you know I I feel like we should call Max right now. Hey Max, <laughs> yeah, just, hey, when is when did your baby I know start? Eleven thirty at night, and you're probably trying to get your kid to sleep. <laughs> But hi, your kid has no concept of time. It's okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, I really wanted to see Chibi Robo in the game. So as a spirit, that's that's good for me. I'm glad that he got a bit of a spotlight. He deserves a bit of a spotlight. Yeah, and I will definitely be fighting and equipping a Chibi Robo spirit as soon as I get the opportunity. That that does make sense for you. Waddle D from Kirby is here. Mm-hmm. He's not wearing a bandana. Yeah, nor is he playable. But <laughs> the 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 version we were talking about being playable is Bandana Waddle I know, right? They're they're yeah. different. They're Waddle and Bandana Waddle are considered different entities. Right? No, I know. You said he's not wearing a bandana. I said nor is he playable. R- right. So it sounded like you were saying Banana Waddle isn't playable because he's a spirit. Are you fucking kidding me? What? What do you what do you think he's going to be DLC? I I think that there is a slight possibility. I'm not really predicting it. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> okay. But like but we don't see Bandana Waddle Dee as a spirit. You're, <laughs> you're just like, I don't know. Like I I mean, yes, they technically are different characters, but I don't think this helps Bandana Waddle Dee's chances of somehow appearing. It's oh, I'm I'm not saying that, but I don't want to spread misinformation here. I see people people watch our podcast for the most accurate and the best Smash news. Well, excuse me, bitch. <laughs> Clearly, that will get it from you. Ho 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 ho! Hey, sucks. I love. Well, love's a strong word, but I think it's interesting how that's like a reflex for you now. It, like, you're going to be on your deathbed. It works every time. <laughs> you're going to be on your deathbed, and the doctor's going to be like, I'm sorry, it's it's terminal. And you're going to be like, oh, yeah, God, she, she sucks. sucks. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, who else we want to talk about? Uh, Tails is a spirit. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, I we were never really seriously considering him as playable, but nah. but there he is. There he be. Krusty Sean from Splatoon 2. <laughs> That's me. <Yeah. laughs> I like, you know, I was doing some research here and I knew about the the lobster man that like ran the <laughs> the shop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who ran the shop. I knew about him but I didn't realize his name was Krusty Sean, <laughs> which of course is a pun. It's the word crustacean. Right. Right? But <laughs> but it also describes my current mood <laughs> and myself. <laughs> Krusty Sean, like that's your name. It's incredible. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Several versions of Ray from Custom Robo mm-hmm. are spirits. I think people are holding out hope for him potentially being playable because he'd have a great moveset. Yes. But here he is. But the fact that there are multiple versions of Ray, Rays from across the Custom Robo series, and yet there's only one version of Waddle D that we've seen so far. It's anyway, incredible. Knuckles is in here too. <laughs> yeah, not, I mean, Knuckles is already in the Sis Trophy. We already kind of deconfirmed him. Yeah, but he's also a spirit. He's also a spirit. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Unlike Sonic, he don't flex his muscles. He appears in two places at once. <laughs> It is worth noting that it's been discovered that if you beat classic mode mm-hmm. with a fighter, you will get a a spirit version of them. Oh. Yeah, so you can get a spirit of Sonic, but you can't equip them to anything. They're just kind of collectible spirits. You can't do anything. Oh. Yeah. I was hoping that I could do Sonic and Knuckles. Oh. Yeah. 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 So Captain Rainbow and Owandon are both... Spirits, they would have been kind of fun, wacky, out there picks, but they're they're spirits. Mm-hmm. I think that makes more sense for them, but there they are. Yeah. Here's kind of a notable one, because it's a, it's a horn we've been tooting for a while. Rabid Peach is a spirit. Yeah. And do I think that means that Rabid Peach will not be playable? I've been saying from the start that I think a regular, non-costumed rabbit will be the playable slot. I see. Right? And then I think... Mario, Luigi, Yoshi, and Peach Rabbit will be costumes for that rabbit. Okay. Right? Just like the difference between Waddle and Bandana Waddle because you see, in the same way that the uh, Mario Universe Rabbids wear elaborate costumes that differentiate them from, you know, normal rabbits and also have vastly different personalities, Bandana Waddle wears a bandana. <laughs> Ergo, it is impossible. Possible to discount his inclusion in Smash Ultimate. This is the funnest part of the podcast where Sean is so salty over something I've said that he will call back to it until we both die. Yeah, just wait. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet, Buster. Balloon Fighter tossed about as a potential retro rep. And I'm glad he's not. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think he'd be a very exciting spirit, so that's fine. Boring bitch. <laughs> I just want to say that I'm really glad that Melia's a spirit, because she's my favorite Xenoblade Chronicles character. She's great. I was probably best at playing as Sharla, but I liked playing as Ryan the most. Right on. Yeah. Dixie Kong is probably a big one. Oh, right? yeah. Like, I think some people are still holding out hope for Dixie Kong, but mm-hmm. she's a spirit, and sometimes Kitty Kong's there. <laughs> uh, the wrestler and reporter from Rhythm Heaven and the Chorus Kids are both spirits. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Wubba zub is that true? Yeah. Pose for the fans? <laughs> good, good callback. 
a football player from Nintendo Pocket Football Club <laughs> is a spirit, and I was really holding out hope for him being playable. Uh, so, fuck. I was wondering, I think someone, like, put forth the possibility of Duster from Mother 3 being an assist trophy, which would be really cool. Sadly, he got his spirit removed. He is a spirit. I guess that doesn't mean that he's not an assist trophy, but he's a spirit. Yeah. Discun, the mascot of the Nintendo 64 disc drive, is a spirit. Mm-hmm. Slippy Toad is a spirit. I thought that was a really fun suggestion for Star Fox rep, but a spirit is Slippy Toad. Mm-hmm. Kirby in the Robobo armor is a spirit, and I guess that'd be kind of a silly playable slot, <laughs> but uh, but that Robobo armor is really cool. Cranky, yeah. Cranky Kong's a spirit. Really, I guess by now he's probably actually died. <laughs> and finally, a notable one, Black Shadow from F-Zero. We've been talking about, you know, Black Shadow oh, yeah. as like a clone of Captain Falcon so that Ganondorf can have more individuality. We talked about that back in the day, um, but never really thought that he'd be playable. And here he is as a spirit. <laughs> right, here he is not playable. Yes. That all said, we do have a very long list of spirits. Are there any, like, minor spirits here that you're really glad are in? That have any level of representation uh, that you think are fun? Oh, let me think about that. <clears throat> I think Kid Dracula from Kid Dracula is a pretty cool inclusion. <laughs> yeah. I was really into that game. And, uh, or rather, <laughs> I played a free-to-play, like I played a freeware computer game that was kind of derived from Kid Dracula. It was called Akuji the Demon. Huh. It was really inspired by Kid Dracula, and I really liked that game. Okay. And it wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Kid Dracula, so I like Kid Dracula too. I do think it's really cute that Style Savvy is getting representation in yes. the spirit. Yes, me too. Um, I'm sure that, you know, there are some people out there who really love that franchise who will be really happy about that. Yeah. Also, being the Fire Emblem Sacred Stones fan that I am, I happen to I happen to think that's one of the best Fire Emblem games that's come out. Yeah, um, I'm very pleased that Ephraim, the uh, male lord from that uh, game, is going to be making an appearance as a spirit. Yes. Uh, at one point, I said that a car, like when we were going over retro stuff, our retro revivals episode, uh-huh. I thought a car from Stunt Race FX would be a great inclusion. <laughs> and but I was like, I don't think Nintendo even remembers that that game exists. But F Type, the main car from Stunt Race FX, is a spirit, <laughs> and I think go. that's great. Yeah, it's also cool, like the extent to which these spirits are deep cuts. Like there were several, several picks that I the guy who looks up all this Nintendo shit had not heard of, you know, mm-hmm. like there's this old man character called Yama. Okay. From a game called the tower SP <laughs> for the game boy advance. It only came out in Japan. Uh, yeah. Some deep ass cuts, man. Yeah. It was cool. There's clearly going to be a whole lot of friggin' spirits in this game. Yes. Uh, more than 150 even. Oh yeah. And, uh, I'm looking forward to unlocking a bunch of them. I think that'll be a fun mode, you know? Yeah, me too. I uh, I think that's a great way to expand on, you know, Smash content, make the game have a nice long shelf life, longer than it even, you know, normally would. Yes. So while we're on the deconfirmed train, we should also talk about some assist trophies that got revealed. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Yuri Kozutaka from Fatal Frame made into Blackwater. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, the implementation is really great. Yes, it's awesome. And kind of makes me want to like play that game more. I was thinking that too. You know, I I tried out a little bit of the original Fatal Frame and I was enjoying myself. Yeah, uh, Made into Blackwater is Fatal Frame 5. Right. And it came out for the Wii U. Uh, and, you know, it kind of uses the, uh-huh. the game pad for the controller, right? Uh-huh. And uh, and what's cool is that the first chapter of that game is free. You can yeah. just download it for free and then buy the rest of the game if you like that first chapter. Yeah. We should just do that sometime. Yeah, I do have it downloaded. I've I've played some of that first chapter. Oh, shit. Yeah. We should, you should play the rest sometime while I'm also here. Yeah, maybe. All right. I've got a lot of shit to play. Yeah. Isaac from Golden Sun. Ah! that's fine (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just wish he was playable no it's a bummer uh and it's kind of funny because he was initially an assist trophy in brawl then he wasn't in four and now he's reprising his role after a break uh as in assist trophy right so that's a bummer yeah and, you know, kind of locks in, like, we won't even see him as DLC now because he's in the Sis Trophy. Right. But, uh, but say la vie. Glad he's in, in any case. Yeah, yeah, me too. The Black Knight from Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. Yes. Is in a Sis Trophy, so that prediction I made, like, an episode or two ago <laughs> has already backfired on me. Sadly, it was slashed through as if by the Black Knight. The reason I had made this prediction is, is because one of our eagle-eyed listeners pointed out to us that the Black Knight no longer hung out on the Fire Emblem stage. Right. right? He's been replaced by a generic knight. And I thought there had to be a reason for that. I, I was right. There was a reason for that. The reason is that he's <laughs> an assist trophy and that that means he can appear at any time. Right. The Thwomp from the Super Mario franchise... And Springman from Arms. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about Springman from Arms is, boy, I kind of thought that an Arms character was going to be playable, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but I in, feel like if Springman is an assist trophy, we're not going to get any Arms characters. Yeah, exactly. Like, boy, that that sure makes that tire leak. <laughs> Takes the wind out of my sails. There, that's that's what I was trying to say. That's true. Leak that tire, baby. So. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's kind of bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, I think Sakurai even says like it was too late for us to put this character <laughs> in, right? So he made him an assist trophy, but that's still that's still sad. Yeah. He would have been a great playable character. He would, and you know, his assist trophy stuff does seem pretty cool. It does. It does. The Wily capsule from the Mega Man franchise. This, this is implemented in a cute way. Yeah, this this makes me really happy. Wily like flying around in his little ship i've always wanted dr wiley in his capsule to be a playable character in marvel versus capcom ah that'd be a good fit so him as a smash Bros. assist trophy is probably as close to that wish as i'll ever get so <laughs> right. i'll take it the flies in hand from mario paint i like love the, this yeah right the, yeah. the fly swatter from mario paint just going around swatting flies that appear on the screen and potentially you uh yeah that's great mm. fantastic implementation Tiki from Fire Emblem Awakening. Right. I called this. I yeah. said that Tiki would be an assist trophy, and uh, she is. Good call. Ba-bam. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Vince from the Art Academy series shows up and paints shit. Right. Uh, you know, makes apples 
fucks you up with apples. Mm-hmm. Hey, Vince. Uh, <laughs> Guile from Street Fighter. Now, this is implemented in a really great way. Yes. And the fighting game community has loved this. <laughs> because basically, like, Guile just holds down back. He just crouches. <laughs> he just, like, he just he just crouches and crawls along the screen until, like, an opponent approaches him and jumps. And then he'll do a flash kick to get you out of right. his business. It's really great. It's perfect. It's really great. Minus all the Sonic Boom spam. It's pretty much just how people play Guile. Yeah. It's it's brilliant. And finally, uh, shown off from the Assist Trophy section, is Akira from the Virtual Fighter series. <laughs> uh, Rendered in all his uh, low-poly yeah. glory, which yes. I appreciate it. Yeah, like, v- rendered as if, like, he's from that fucking 32-bit 3D arcade game. <laughs> Real good. He looks great. Yeah. The the way his his model appears... Like, actually gives me a little faith in the way they would render Steve uh-huh. from Minecraft if they made him playable. Okay, so they they showed a handful of new me costumes that you can get. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, the first is the Yiga Clan from Zelda from right. Breath of the Wild. There's also Splatoon 2 costumes that you can dress your me in. Mm-hmm. There is a Ribbon Girl costume for your me. <laughs> and we predicted the Ribbon Girl would be playable. Just putting another nail in that coffin. Yeah, I, I feel like that is a nail on the coffin. Yeah. Uh, we we have seen characters that were costumes get turned into playable characters, but we haven't really seen that within the same game, you right. know? Uh, a Chibi Robo costume set. That makes me pretty happy. Sure, sure. Uh, for the gunner. That's dope. <laughs> a Toy-Con set <laughs> for the brawler that basically dresses him up in the... Nintendo Labo, like, robot suit, which is cute. And Raymark 3 from Custom Robo can also do as a costume. Right. Also, near the end of the direct, he showed off Rex from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 (laughs) as a costume, which is a bummer. (sighs) On top of that, uh, outside of the direct, Mia from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was also revealed as a costume for Miis. Ah, okay. Uh, people also noticed that lip. There was a lip costume mm-hmm. shown off during the spirit segment. Okay, so that that is that is some some of those are some hefty deconfirms. I think. Oh yeah, a bummer. Yeah, I I feel like I've been saying bummer a lot. I think I do want to say that like I'm I'm pretty happy with the roster we do have. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. For sure. Yeah. I think a lot of people got really upset when it turned out the Grinch leak wasn't real. And he's a mean one, Mr. Grinch leak. (laughs) And, you know, we got Ken and Incineroar and those were like our, our last like big reveals minus the character that we will talk about near the end. And like, I get, I I, I get that disappointment, you know, like to, to expect to get a lot of characters and then to get two slash three kind of, I don't know. The the fact is, is that the Grinch leak was never real, you know? Yes. And I think that if we didn't fall for that, then the characters we did get would be more than enough. I think know? so too. And and therefore I think that they are more than enough. Not to mention that it's it's not the end yet, you know? And right. I, I think there's there's plenty of excitement to still be had about this. I'm actually really looking forward to get my hands on Incineroar and this other mysterious character that no one knows <laughs> who we're talking about. But uh, moving on for now, he talked about Amiibo. He gave some release dates for stuff, right? Right. Inkling, Ridley, and Wolf are getting Amiibo December 7th. Mm-hmm. Uh, King K. Rool, Ice Climbers, and a, and a Mr. Character are getting Amiibo <laughs> fe- February 15th. 
And then sometime in 2019, we're getting Amiibo for Isabel, Pichu, Ken Young, Link, and Daisy. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'll, I'd, I'll get a handful of those. So Amiibo stuff was also shown off, like, you know, works kind of the same way. You, you have to train your fighters up and all that, which, you know, I, I was I was never really crazy about that functionality. Yeah, but you are crazy about Amiibos. I am crazy about Amiibos. And one cool thing that the website actually ended up mentioning afterwards is that you can scan Amiibos that aren't related to certain fighters. You can get some gifts. Right. For example, you can scan a Tom Nook Amiibo and get a Tom Nook Spirit. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of spirits, one thing I kind of glazed over is the mode where you can, like, train your spirits. Oh, and yeah. And, like, send them off to go, like, do stuff and, like, level them up in RPG ways. Mm -hmm. This is my trophies RPG idea <laughs> that oh, yeah. I came up with a few episodes ago. Yeah? yeah. There you go. Congratulations. Thanks. I... <laughs> yeah, like, it, it just has a different name because trophies don't exist anymore. It's spirits. Right. But functionally, like, the things yeah. you unlock are now things that you can, like, level up and train and stuff. <laughs> And it does so in a way where they don't have to make new models or anything. So, hey, we called something. Not any, not anything we were remotely expecting to call. But here we are. <laughs> uh, finally, he talked about some online stuff. Fun for glory don't exist anymore. Matchmaking is based on three factors. Preferred rules, global smash power, and the distance between players. Right. Um, local matches are around, obviously. Uh, you can even sort of mix local and online by having two people locally fight another two people that are together online yeah which is cool. couch online co-op yeah uh there's customizable smash tags now and you can add short messages to them and stuff mm -hmm. uh you can play other modes to an extent while you're waiting for online matches to start and there's a new mode launching in 2019 compatible with the nintendo online app that everyone really loves because it's so good we sure do love it <laughs> Uh, it's called uh, the mode is called Battle Arena, which allows you to create a special room with your own set of rules and allows you to spectate and stuff. Uh, it'll be compatible with the Nintendo Online Smash app. It's basic Battle Arena is basically like a lobby. Yeah, and they'll be adding that functionality late. Yeah, uh, uh, this is you know something that I really enjoy in a lot of other fighting games. Yeah. Um, in particular, I always think that it's fun when uh, people will set up streams of, like, lobbies. And then you'll have pro players come in and fight against each other, things like that. You yeah, know, yeah. Hopefully, uh, once they add this into the game, you know, you'll you'll kind of see similar stuff. Yeah, I do think better late than never. Absolutely. So then, Sakurai mentioned that there will be events throughout the rest of the month. Stuff like, you know, more Best Buy demos, chances to try out all the fighters... Yeah, I'm not fucking standing in that line again. I just <laughs> wait for the game to come out. Yeah. That was some bullshit. That was like three hours, and then I got to do two matches. Yeah, we'll get the game soon enough. I, I can exactly. wait at this point. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I'm just... <laughs> oh, man. That, so, that was brutal. Some people are saying that Best Buy just has a complete Smash demo. Like, oh. some Best Buys just have a Smash demo, like, that will always be at their store until the game comes out. Wow. So, you know, no lines to worry about, okay. assuming you, you you know, like, wait past that first weekend, <laughs> right. right? And then get there at, like, 7 in the morning or whatever. <laughs> um, when all the weebs are asleep. <laughs> Except me! Yeah, I'll be asleep. I'm the wakeful weeb. Double W. Oh, that's me. 
Uh, but it says to check out the website for more info, so I guess do that if you want. Finally, after all the spirit stuff, after all the game modes they talked about, after the characters they revealed, uh, Sakurai finally revealed, Hey, you may have noticed that I mentioned Incineroar and Ken were the last of the launch characters. Well, we are doing a season pass of DLC characters. Right. And the season pass boils down to five brand new fighters, not Echo fighters. Uh, that will come bundled with five stages. Like each character will become will come bundled with its own stage mm-hmm. and several music tracks. That is an impressive uh, total when you think about it. You know, yeah. Like I mean, stages have to take uh, obviously a good deal of work to put together. Yeah. Uh, so to have you know a character in a stage times five. Yes. Uh, that's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, each each of those character bundles will cost six bucks, mm-hmm. or you can buy a season pass with all five mm-hmm. of those packs for twenty five bucks, right? Which will save you five bucks. Yeah. But not only will you get all those, but you'll also get a Rex Me Swordfighter outfit immediately, right? Uh, which which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've already digitally pre-ordered the deluxe edition, so I'll get Rex at cool. the beginning. And, you know, he mentioned that we haven't even started development on them yet. Actually, at the time, he's like, we haven't even figured out who they are yet. <laughs> uh, so uh, it might be a year from now before they're all done, which makes right. sense. Yeah. And obviously, um, there are a lot of thoughts about who those five characters could be. Oh, yeah. Plenty of possibilities. Sakura actually tweeted just a day or two ago mm-hmm. that the DLC lineup is now complete. However, the lineup has been decided entirely by Nintendo. Hmm. There's a lot of ways people are interpreting this wording, right? Right. Some people are like, okay, all the characters are first party. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's what this means. I think what this means is Sakurai is not the one who decided on these five characters. Nintendo, like, you know, Nintendo's marketing department, Nintendo's whatever department, Mm -hmm. like, picked the characters for Sakurai to make. He looked them over to make sure they were feasible, and now he's making them. Right. Right. You know, some people are disappointed by this. Some people are excited by this. The people that are disappointed, like, you know, because we might not get a wacky Sakurai pick Mm -hmm. in this final batch of DLC. However, some people are happy about that because (laughs) at the very end, Sakurai said, surprise, here's the first DLC character, not part of the season pass, just a character that you can get for free if you get the game early. Right. And that's Piranha Plants. Piranha Plants! Now, I'm sure that Piranha Plant will be fun to play. <laughs> you know, I, I think that uh, Piranha Plant will be a fun enough character. I know a lot of people are very excited about Piranha Plant's inclusion. Me included. That's good, I'm happy for you. <laughs> I, I feel the sincerity and the joy <laughs> in your voice. No, no, I mean, you know, if, if you like Piranha Plant, that's good. You get to play Piranha Plant, that's really fun. Um, but this is, like... This is one of those situations where literally nobody was asking for this character, <laughs> which, and yet here it is. Which I think is exactly the point, you know? Like, I I just imagine, right? Like, at this point, people are really digging deep to figure out who Sakurai could come up with next, mm-hmm. right? People are like, oh, it's going to be Scapon from Joy Mac Fight. Right. Oh, you know who I bet could be a playable character? The vacuum cleaner that Nintendo <laughs> made in the 70s, right? Right. Like, uh... <laughs> Like, people really think they have Sakurai figured out at this point. And I feel, I see Sakurai, like, on the Smash forums, like, mm-hmm. looking at all this feedback, looking at everyone's guesses, and going, you know the fuck what? <laughs> I, 
I'm making a piranha plant a playable character. Did you see that coming? And I think that what he did, if that is in fact how how he decided to make Piranha Plan, <laughs> is he backed himself into a stupid corner. Like, <laughs> like you know, I, I know, I'll pick a character that no one will expect because it's stupid. <laughs> like, ah, I, I, you know, once again, if you think that Piranha Plant is the greatest thing since sliced bread, more power to you. I'm happy you're happy. I cannot get excited about this character. <laughs> I'm physically incapable of doing it. As I'm talking about Piranha Plant right now, my pulse is at like 80 beats per minute, and I'm just bored out of my goddamn skull. That's how I feel about Piranha Plant. I'm sorry. I wish I was excited about Piranha Plant, but I'm not. Because I wish that it had been like any character that i'm interested in you don't wish you, you don't wish you ever had a feeling that you're not feeling outside of maybe anxiety <laughs> uh that is, well that last part is true <laughs> uh yeah like you know. You, you know piranha plant isn't the most excited i've been about a smash character mm-hmm. i think i'm i appreciate that it legitimately surprised me true. i always appreciate when that happens in smash you know but one thing I, I like about it is that Sakurai can take anything in the entire universe and make a neat moveset out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the fact that, like, that Piranha Plant's up B, is it, like, twirling its little leaves around like a propeller, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like, the fact that you can just, like, stretch the Piranha Plant's, like, vine and mouth, like, across the whole stage sure, that's as cute. a special move. Like, the poison status effect that it's capable of inflicting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm going to at least play Piranha Plant once we get him. Sometime in 2019, by the way. Right. Like, basically, they're they're saying, yeah, we're not done making the character yet. Although it's weird, he looks pretty close to done in that trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his final smash is, per- is PD Piranha just jumping around holding those cages right. from Smash Bros. Brawl. Which is a fun little callback. Yeah, it's neat. But yeah, he uh they they've said that the character is not done. It'll be out sometime in 2019. They're aiming for around February. One thing that's very interesting is that his amiibo already has a release date of February 15th. Right. So I think basically we can expect that PD Piranha is coming out on February 15th unless something goes wrong. Sure. Right? I think that's what they're clearly aiming for. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to confirm it just yet. Just in case. Just in case, which makes sense. Nintendo's always very careful, and I can respect that. You can get the Piranha Plant by registering Smash Bros. Ultimate mm-hmm. by the end of the year, I think. If you buy a physical copy, you can register your game card by doing it in the in the Switch menu. Right. Or if you buy it digitally, it's automatically registered. I already have my Piranha Plant code. <laughs> it's in my mailbox right now. Okay. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. I can't wait to download it and then eat you with a plant. I'm thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think I'm just going to wait to unlock any other character. I'll get it in December, and it'll just sit on my hard drive until Piranha Plant comes out on February. That... And then and then I will download a Piranha Plant, and my roster will be Mario, Fox, Samus, Pikachu, Donkey Kong, Kirby, Yoshi, Link, and Piranha Plant. And then... 
and then I will destroy you. That does sound like something that you, the person who is co-hosting a smashing theory, would do. You would definitely wait from a launch until the middle of February to play the game that you've structured a podcast around. You would definitely do that. Watch me! Nah, I, I'm obviously <laughs> playing it the second it comes out, and then, of right. course, making an episode about it for you, our faithful listeners. Yeah. And that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it will. Uh, What's less fun is thinking about... I think that Piranha Plant, for me, more than any other Smash character, like it just hurts to imagine <laughs> them developing that character instead <laughs> of another character. I, I get you know? that. I get that. Oh, man. Like you're right. They like they could have made Springman. Like, right. I, I wonder if like yeah, gosh, we didn't have time to make Springman. It's so crazy, but we had time to make a piranha plant. <laughs> I wonder if <laughs> I wonder if piranha plant has some moves that Springman would have had. You know, he like stretches oh, across the that whole screen, so right? Badly. And maybe like could have been punching across oh, the screen my instead. God. <laughs> Oh Prada plant is spring. Oh my god, Daniel! <laughs> I can't believe you're not feeling what I'm feeling right now, having come to that conclusion. Uh, Let's just move on with the next. <laughs> but that is more or less the whole direct. We've obviously bounced around a bit, and uh, we we haven't uh, put the magnifying glass too close uh, because, again, reading this entire spirits list. Uh, would create a cartoon beard to grow uh, on my person as I was reading it aloud. <laughs> we would become spirits. <laughs> One thing that he didn't really, that Sakurai didn't really go into was more my music stuff. Right. However, as usual, there were some weekly Smash music stuff uploaded. Uh, two songs uploaded right after the direct. Yeah. Uh, One being Life Flight. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot one big thing that we haven't talked about. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So actually, let's talk about the music real quick. We'll talk about Life Light last. Okay. So, uh, and we can talk about that organically during the discussion we're about to have. Yeah. Uh, but there were a couple. One, you know, one was Life Light. One was Battle Wild Pokemon, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, accompanied the release of Incineroar, the reveal of Incineroar. Right. It's the Wild Pokemon Battle theme from Pokemon Sun and Moon, mm -hmm. and it's arranged by Hiroyuki Kawada. And... <laughs> Hiroki Kawada's cool. He's done some Namco stuff. Yeah. He's done music for like Tekken 3, for Galaga, and for Ridge Racer 3D. <laughs> um He really likes to make like kind of synth poppy music. Mm -hmm. And you can you can tell with Battle Wild Pokemon. He'd actually be perfect, I think, as a composer for the mainline Pokemon franchise. Yeah. It sounds like it just came straight from a Pokemon game. Yeah. I really like this version of the theme. I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's good. And then this week, we got Guile Stage. Yeah. Uh, Guile's theme from Street Fighter Two, not arranged by Yoko Shimomura this time, but arranged by Yuzo Koshiro, the Streets of Rage guy. Yeah! And he's done a lot of stuff, not just Streets of Rage. He's done Shenmue, he's done Atrian Odyssey. I think his Streets of Rage influence can be heard the most in Guile yes. Stage. It's interesting, Sean. I'm getting the vibe that you really like this remix, this um, this rearrangement. I, I think it's a little bit safer than some stuff that Yuzo Koshiro's done in the past. Yeah, that's that's kind of my vibe. But mm -hmm. go on. Um, however, 
I do like it, you know, as its own standalone thing without considering kind of the context of Yuzo Koshiro's other work. I think it's just like a really nice implementation of Guile's theme that kind of adds a little more complexity to it. Yeah, it does kind of feel like an up-res of Guile's theme almost. Right, right, yes. You that's know, a good it, way it doesn't it. it doesn't fix what's broke too much. Although I love I'd love to hear Yuzo Koshiro like balls to the wall, let's Streets <laughs> of Rage this bit. Yeah. Remix of Guile's theme. Mm-hmm. But what's there is cool. I'm yeah. glad it exists. Me too. Now that this musical discussion break is done, there was one last thing that Sakurai talked about at the very, very end of the direct, even after Piranha Plant, and that is... (laughs) Is the adventure mode of... (laughs) Of Smash Ultimate called Super Smash Bros. Ultimate World of Light. Light! Uh, and it started, like, basically him going, like, hey, I'm not doing Subspace Emissary again. <laughs> uh, but I did do kind of an adventure mode, and here's the opening cutscene for it. Right. <laughs> and the opening cutscene is fucking great. Like, yeah. it's, you know, it's a bunch of the Smash Bros. cast facing off against, like, an army of Master Hands. Like, Marth and Zelda are talking about how they'll need to take out, like, ten at a time and all this shit. <laughs> Like, this big, like, winged thing uh, starts to, like, stir, starts to move, and Shulk gets, like, a vision of everyone getting vaporized by laser beams, and then the the winged thing opens up, and everyone gets vaporized by laser (laughs) beams. Uh, And, you know, there's this great montage of everyone reacting to it, like, it bounces off of Link's shield, but he gets vaporized. Right. Uh, Like, everyone's talking about this one bit where Sonic is trying to outrun it, but he slows down and holds out his hand to Pikachu to save Pikachu, and they both get vaporized in the process. Sad day. Uh, And, you know, basically everyone's getting systematically vaporized. Do you have any, like, favorite vaporized sequences? Yes, actually. (laughs) So there is this part where it cuts to Wii Fit Trainer, Villager, and who's the other one? And Duck Hunt Dog. Yeah! And, you know, like, everybody else is doing all this cool shit. Like, you know, Sonic and Pikachu are trying to outrun it. There's a lot of people are trying to, like, deflect the light or fight it or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, Wii Fit Trainer is just, like, striking a random-ass yoga pose. Uh, The duck from Duck Hunt has grabbed the dog and is trying to fly away, but the dog is is too heavy. heavy. And villagers just (laughs) running around like an idiot. (laughs) And they just all get fucking obliterated. <laughs> I just love that. Like, everybody else is trying to be so cool, and then they just get knocked out. Uh, fun fact, actually, the Wii Fit Trainer is striking a yoga pose that, like, according to sort of uh, yoga practitioners, is believed to make you invincible, at least spiritually. Mm, that shit didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there was actually a reason she did that stupid pose, right. but it didn't work out for her. No, not so much. <laughs> Sorry. You'll, yeah. Maybe you'll live to salute the sun another day, but I don't know. No, that was really funny. And of course, uh, Kirby on his warp star is the only character to outrun the laser beam. Right. And then, like, people were bad because, like, <laughs> Kirby on a warp star can outrun the death laser, but Sonic can't. And again, Sonic was trying right. to help a friend. Yeah. Kirby was, was every man for himself. <laughs> Uh, I mean, really, what does Kirby do? He, like, eats 
things sleeps at the end of the game yeah and then in the middle of it just because somebody's like kirby look man you gotta do something he like gets on his warp star and does something yeah it's like oh king ddd's stealing the cakes again <laughs> uh that's that's kind of selfless yeah you're trying to get someone back their cake mm-hmm. but anyway then then it cuts to kirby like landing on this cliff after after running away for so long and then like getting up and seeing this whole world like pan out in front of him and then it switches to like gameplay showing like this map is like kind of a world map where you go around and and get into battles and right. and fight spirits and unlock spirits and stuff and as this montage is happening a lyrical version a version of the <laughs> smash bros ultimate theme as we've come to know it with lyrics starts playing yeah and it's a fucking banger. I re- it's catchy. I really love it. I've I've replayed that song a minimum of a dozen times <laughs> since uh since that shit first happened. And I think any video game is ten percent better if it has a theme song with lyrics. Oh, I get you there, yeah. Yeah. Or if or if like at some point a song with lyrics starts playing during that game. Well, I mean, it, that's half of why you like Super Mario Odyssey. Well, yeah, like that's part of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, like Odyssey's lyrical theme song brings so much charm to that game. Oh yeah, you know. But I can cite this as far back as like Sonic Adventure. You know, <laughs> I still sing some of the Sonic Adventure songs, and I will be singing Sonic Adventure songs when I play on the Sonic stage. <laughs> uh, Fine. As long uh, as you're not singing them while you're playing as Heihachi, I'll be happy. <laughs> well, at least until some DLC comes out. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I man, I love songs with lyrics, and this is a really like this is a really great one. Yeah. Really, just feels really epic, really badass. I'm I'm into it. I'm Me really too. into it. It definitely makes me excited for the adventure mode. Yes, and the adventure mode looks cool. Like it shows you initially going around a map as Kirby, and then fighting a bunch of like dark versions of fighters, and then you can kind of see other characters being controlled on the map, right. like Peach and Mario. At one point, even it even looks like you're controlling Rathalos, right? <laughs> right. Or maybe yeah. you're riding Rathalos or something like that. Yeah. The mode looks like kind of a compromise, kind of a mix of Melee's Adventure Mode and Subspace Emissary, Mm -hmm. one could say. One could say that. Yeah. And I'm going to call that a win. Okay. I accept that. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) That is a little generous, because it's not not an exact win. I didn't predict this to the letter. It's pretty close, though. Yeah, I feel feel confident claiming that one, you know? Like, it's... Mm -hmm. I think I did a pretty good job there. Pat, pat. Let's <laughs> be so patting myself on my back. Good job. But yeah, then, uh, after showing all this, like, World of Light flashes on the screen, and then the direct ends. Right. So, I guess, how, how do you feel about this direct overall? How do you feel about all the stuff I brought to the table? Uh, I think that Smash Ultimate's going to be a great game, and I'm looking forward to playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same. I'm really excited about Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yes, the Grinch leak wasn't true. It does not make me less excited for Smash Bros. Ultimate. Agreed. Like, I, this is still an amazing roster. Oh, yeah. Uh, the confirmation that we're getting more DLC characters is great. Mm-hmm. And I'm really looking forward to those. It keeps us in business for, <laughs> you know, ev- even if uh, even if the rate of our episodes might decrease after the game comes out. Right. We'll still definitely get to... You can rest assured 
that whenever a new DLC character gets announced or comes out, we will show up again to talk about it. Yes, absolutely. We will be back. Also, uh, I mean, we'll be back prior to the launch. Of the game. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's not like this is the last episode, right? But I, I feel like that's worth getting out there. Yeah, um, you know, um, not even Piranha Plant can truly temper my uh, excitement <laughs> for Smash Ultimate. I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah, same. I'm sure some of you guys are excited or not excited as well. So let's open some listener mail. Let's do. James M says, "Next time on a Smashed Theory." <laughs> Oh, James. Is that the whole thing? Uh, Yeah, he, that was just a tweet that he made. Oh, oh, I, I thought see. it was really funny. <laughs> no, that, that is cute. Weird Simpleton on Twitter says, Finally, some cat representation in Smash Bros. <laughs> there have been too many dogs for far too long. <laughs> Wait, how many dogs have there been? Uh, well, there's, there's Duck Hunt. There's Duck Hunt. Uh, there's Wolf. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like there's at least one more, like, dog or... Do uh, Isabel! Oh, that's right! Yeah, and Isabel, yeah. Wow, yeah, good thing we got some cat representation in yeah, there. Yeah, you were kidding. Yeah, here comes, here comes a dog. Here comes, here comes a dog. Here comes a cat. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Oh, yeah, here comes a cat! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mr. Cool Red Luigi says, Hey, guys. First, I wanted to say thank you for giving me a much-needed Smash podcast. As a guy who works six days a week, 12 hours a day. Ooh. Yeah. What industry are you in? <laughs> you know what? Actually, I worked in insurance for a while, and those were exactly the hours I was working. Uh, yeah. Just kidding. Never mind. <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> it was a great find when I stumbled upon a smashing theory. I binged on every episode this week, and I'm totally hooked. You two have a chemistry that could make a weekly Heihachi podcast fun to listen to. <laughs> I even uh, openly laughed out loud at work while listening, something that is unheard of. Aww. As far as the Smash Direct goes, it was not what I was expecting. First off, the Spirits mode, although a great idea, is something I have little interest in. I was expecting Spirit mode to be the Adventure mode. Hmm. However, if the World of Light trailer is any indication of what the Campaign mode could be like, then I'm more hyped than I was before. Secondly, I was on the hashtag TeamFake side of the Grinch League. <laughs> I didn't have any concrete evidence to support my allegiance other than the fact that the blurriness of the banner and the fact that Shadow seemed to be of better resolution kind of threw it off for me. Hmm. I'm hyped for this game regardless of what came of this Direct, or any Direct for that matter. Every edition of character stages and music have just been a bonus to a legendary franchise that I've grown up on. That said, I made a total of two predictions since the announcement of the Smash game. The first one was that Decidueye would be a playable fighter. Something about the Pokemon just screamed... RPM triangle. <laughs> Woo, hashtag! <laughs> After seeing that Incineroar was picked instead, I wasn't really a butt hurt. He looked like <laughs> a nice addition. My second prediction is where my genius shines. After Ultimate was announced, I started to ponder what character could be a great fit to be added to the roster. I wanted my prediction to be unique, something I haven't heard before. After racking my brain of all possibilities, I finally decided that I would predict that PD Piranha would be playable. Wow. And after today's Direct, I've come to realize that I'm a psychic and should have made a podcast called A Theory of Smash. <laughs> the earliest proof I could find of my prediction dates back to June, and I also understand that it was Piranha Plant that was announced and not Petey, but I'll take it anyway. I just wanted to let you guys know how big of a fan I am of you guys, and I hope that I can follow you guys in any Smash endeavors you may have in the future. Looking forward to your Direct reaction, but until then, I hope you have a smashing time. Mr. Cool Red Luigi. 
Mr. Yeah. Cool Red Luigi, also in the email, gave me a screen cap of every time he has mentioned PD Piranha in Discord, and he has, in fact, said that PD Piranha should be playable as early as June. Okay. You know, I'll give that to him. I will give that yeah. to Mr. Cool Red Luigi. Good job, buddy. Like, he is technically playable. <laughs> yeah, he's he's in that moveset, you know? Right. Yeah. You can use PD Piranha to KO Mario, you know? <laughs> right. You could do it if you want. So that that is impressive. Far far closer than I got to predicting <laughs> uh, Piranha Plant. Right. So well done. Well done, Red Luigi. Yeah. Mr. Cool. Thank you, uh, you know, for uh, for their great little letter. I, I always appreciate it when people kind of give us the history of their listening to our podcast. It's just, it remains fascinating to me that anyone is interested in this at all. <laughs> so that's very cool. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really touched. Thank you for that. Hashtag RPM Triangle. <laughs> Japogram says, My favorite moment came right at the end of the direct. Seeing Kirby soaring through the air, crashing, and hearing the music starting to play. I've been in love with this theme and humming it randomly during work. But then they start singing lyrics. It genuinely brought a tear to my eye and even gets me excited writing this down. Easily my most favorite moment of the November Direct. Japogram. Japogram gets it. Yeah, that's a good moment to pick. Yeah. Mark E. says, As you can see, this is a big-ass email. I've acknowledged this myself. So it makes it okay. I appreciate y'all. Reactions. One, the Grinch mural leak will still keep me up at night. I was so sure it was real. How did they do it? In the very (laughs) darkness of the night, the Grinch swooped in and hauled off our hopes, dreams, and expectations. And yet, in the face of our grave disappointment, we will join hands and damn it, we will all fahudore our little hearts out around our <laughs> empty little Whoville town square filled with 70-plus characters. <laughs> Two, congrats to Daniel for getting pretty close to what Spirus Mode actually is with his trophy RPG mode idea, but with 100% more snacks than expected. <laughs> Three, with DLC announced, looks like you're not out of a job yet. Speaking of which... Predictions! One, I predict that Banjo-Kazooie and Geno will be number one and number two DLC fighters announced, Hmm. with at least Banjo-Kazooie announced at the Game Awards. Ah. If slash when Banjo-Kazooie is announced, it'd be awesome if their stage kept an N64 aesthetic, in the same vein as the original Smash Bros. stages. Two, this is up for debate, but I think in predicting DLC characters, we have to assume that a character appearing as a spirit does not disqualify them Hmm. from being a dlc fighter spirits mode looks to be so comprehensive in this breadth of characters i can't see how any significant rpm triangle worthy characters will be left hashtag (laughs) plus alternate versions of existing fighters appear as spirits like pirate king k rule and young angsty military samus from other m (laughs) so making a smash bros canon version of a character could easily be a solution okay the rest of the email (laughs) Please still do a WTF characters episode. Maybe it's moot at this point, but I still want to hear your ideas. <laughs> Thanks for doing the podcast. It's a joy to listen to. Marky. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I think you bring up some pretty good points that have some pretty interesting theories. Mm-hmm. Your your point about existing alternate versions of existing fighters appearing as spirits is part of the reason that I think Rabbit is still viable. Okay. Because we're seeing Rabbit Peach and we're seeing some other versions of Rabbit, but not the rabbit itself right however i do wonder if 
if spirit doesn't necessarily disqualify them. I don't know if I would commit to that personally, mm-hmm. but I see where you're coming from, Mark. Yeah. Um, also, Gino and Banjo-Kazooie are very bold predictions. Yes. I would really love that Banjo-Kazooie Game Awards reveal to be true. Although Sakurai is kind of making it sound like he hasn't even like made character models yet. You know? <laughs> right. Uh, so I, I would temper my expectations in that way. But it'd be really cool. I agree. Can't can't argue with that. I think that uh, now that we know that, you know, Nintendo and not just Sakurai has had a hand in choosing the DLC characters. Yeah. I think that that has caused, in my mind, the chance of Banjo-Kazooie being a DLC character to go up. Yes. And the chance of Gino being a DLC character to, to go, go down. down. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with both of those. Yeah. I, I think, like, Nintendo making deals with companies is... I think you'll see some more sensible business deals mm-hmm. and not like, oh, yeah, Kojima's my best friend, so <laughs> I'm going to put Snake in here. Right. I think we're going to see less of that and more of like, oh, yes, this does seem like a handshake between two corporations. Yeah. 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 Uh, but sometimes it can be really cool, like mm-hmm. potentially Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. Crazy Bricks tweets. Good name. Piranha Plant is the best character in the game, hands down. Oh, and Ken and Incineroar look cool, too, I guess. But in all seriousness, Incineroar looks surprisingly good, and I'm happy he was chosen to represent Gen 7. And Ken is fine as an echo. <laughs> I would have enjoyed Shadow more TBH. Hashtag RPM. Yes! What are you guys doing? Why the you... best thing ever! <laughs> you guys you guys are seriously letting this get to his head. This This will be a problem. He will, his head will swell. Well, look, why don't you fucking do hashtag Team Heihachi and see where that gets you. (laughs) Anybody who thinks Heihachi would be a good character, do hashtag Team Heihachi. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) We'll see, Daniel. (laughs) I'm not having a hashtag war with you. Not too late. It's already, I, I started it. Now I started it now. You you started it by making both hashtags. That's You're having a hashtag war with yourself, right? <laughs> and that means that no matter what, I win. <laughs> you get flooded. You get flooded with hashtag Team Hachi tags, and just go, "Yes, I win. I'm victorious. This character uh. I hate." Uh, as long as he does not appear in Smash, that's fine <laughs> with me. Oh, uh, I, I would not. Uh, I would not dedicate myself to that thought yet, my friend. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> that ship sailed eight <laughs> months ago. Uh, oh boy. All right, I think this should be our last one. I've been trying to include some more listener mail. Sure. Uh, because I love our listener mail. It's really great. Me too. And, man, we got so much this time. We got so much. Like, this isn't even all of this. But I think I'll read this last one. All right. Follow the Roman on Twitter. Says, I've never wanted a game more than SSBU. The number of fighters slash stages and new modes slash features have me overjoyed. A few queries for the show. Hmm. One, which of the original eight will you play first? Uh... Two, which newcomer interests you most? Okay. And three, will Smash Bros. Ultimate sell 20 million in its lifetime? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, thank you, yes. Follow the Roman. Absolutely. Um, yeah, this is, uh, these are some cool questions. So first, first, which of the original eight will we play first? 
I think for me, uh, it's probably just going to be, let's see, I don't even remember who I was playing, you know, in the original Smash Bros. I don't really remember who my main was. I, I feel like you were either a Ness or Captain Falcon guy. However, those were unlockable characters, and they'll be unlockable here, too. In that case, I think I'm going to have to go with Donkey Kong. Ooh, nice. Nice and powerful, pick people up and throw them, you know. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to go with Pikachu. Ah, Pikachu was my main in Smash uh 64. I I also played some NES, but I could never really get the hang of NES. Oh, and Jigglypuff, obviously. (laughs) But those two are unlockable. So I think I'll start at the very beginning with Pikachu. Okay. Uh, Pikachu is is familiar. Pikachu's really fun. I still like Pikachu's play style after all these years. It's neat. Yeah. So I think that'd be my pick. Uh, Which newcomer interests you most? Now, I think that in terms of, like, having seen gameplay and so on i'm most excited to try king k rule first okay i figured you'd say that however when we went to the smash event and had the opportunity to play a little bit of ultimate yeah i played inkling and was killing it yeah having a great time so i'm definitely also excited to play as inkling i guess my answer is even though we got this at the beginning of the reveal cycle so like you know like i can understand people being less excited by it now since we've known about it for months and months Mm. But it's still got to be Ridley for me. Hey, that's fair. Ridley Ridley's has cool. Ridley's been a character I've been screaming for since I saw that opening in Melee. Right. You know? Right. And this is a this is a dream come true. There is no extent to which this is a dream come true, like more than Ridley. You right. know, like I I'm really excited about Isabel. Incineroar is cool. A Castlevania character is great. Oh yeah. You know, uh, King K. Rool I know is going to be is going to make a lot of people happy. But the character that I've wanted the most for so long <laughs> is in this game now. So I like, and his moveset's so cool. Yeah, he's he's got to be the the character that I'm I'm standing for most right now. That's fair, faux show. But it, really, I'm excited to play like all of them. You know, oh, yeah. Incineroar is going to be great. Yes, I am excited to throw some dudes against the ropes. Oh yeah, rope them. And finally, I think this is a really interesting question. Yeah. Do we think that Smash Bros Ultimate will sell? 20 million copies in its lifetime. Now, I, I cheated a little bit because I saw this question on our Twitter feed and, earlier today. Yeah, and, and I looked it up too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for other people to have context, yeah. the the best-selling Smash Bros. game to date right now is Smash Bros. Brawl. Right. And Smash Bros. Brawl has sold 13 million copies. Right. 13 million copies on the Wii, a system... That sold over a hundred million units. Right. Right? Like, Smash is pretty popular, but in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, it's it's not... There was hardly, like, a one-to-one adoption rate. Right. You know, not clearly not anywhere near everybody who owned a Wii owned Smash Brawl. Yeah. And I think Ultimate is going to do really good. Yeah. I, I think it'll... I think it'll crack that 10 million milestone within its first year. Yeah, I think, frankly, that it has, uh, it certainly has the capability to become the best-selling Smash Bros. game. Right. I don't think it's going to crack 20 million because that's a huge number. It's a, Yeah, it's an absurd number. Like, maybe, like, cracking 15 million might be more realistic, yeah. right? Um, yeah, I, I do think that this has the potential to be the best-selling Smash game of all time, especially because... It's really aiming to be the definitive Smash game, you know? Exactly. And I think people are going to get that vibe, and I think that that's going to be rewarded. There's, <laughs> there's still people that are like, this is a port. Right. You know, right. like, clearly people that are just really salty that the last Direct had 
two character reveals plus a DLC reveal. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, there's only six brand new characters. And it's like, yeah, but there's so many new modes. Mm-hmm. Like, the new stages are all, like, really cool. Like, so much brand new music. Like, he did not just drag Smash right. 4 over, you know? Like, he really reworked and made a whole bunch of stuff from scratch. Uh, this no is, one capable yeah. of critical thought thinks this game is a <laughs> I, uh, you know, I can, I, I can see how some people feel like this feels like less of an evolution than any sure. Smash game has to this point. Like, if someone's arguing that, I get where you're coming from. Mm. I'm still fucking pumped about this game. Me too. I'm still pumped as hell about this game. Yeah, me too. And I'm glad that all you guys are pumped too. Thank you for those questions. Follow the Roman. Good shit. Good shit. And thank you to everyone that sent stuff in. Uh, we got as many of these as we could. Sorry if we did not read yours out loud, but we did love reading all of your stuff. Agreed. Everyone said some great stuff. Um, and this this remains like one of my favorite parts of the podcast. Just, yeah. Just seeing all your guys' input and and getting to feel your excitement as well as ours. So as always, many thanks. Yes, many, many, many thanks. Now, usually, this would be the point where I plug our other podcast, Play This. However, something exciting is happening. We're having a baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the dad. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) The exciting thing that we are launching a Patreon. Yeah. For all of our podcast-related projects, and even our non-podcast-related projects, uh, and we are bundling all that up and calling ourselves the Beep Boop Group. This was a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beep Boop Group is is me and Sean and all of our friends that we work on stuff together with. Yeah, Max, and, for instance. Yeah, like Max and my girlfriend Amy Lee. If you've heard them guess and play this, they probably count as a member of the Beep Boop Group. Yeah. And we've finally launched a Patreon because we've been doing this out of pocket for over a year now. Mm-hmm. But also because... You know, we've got ideas for ways to expand, for, for new projects to do, yes. and uh, we could use some help to do it. Uh, we have an idea for a new podcast called Jam Cram Slam, mm-hmm. a podcast where Sean and I decide to learn how to play a game or a hobby competitively from scratch with the help of someone that's really good at it. Right. Uh, then, in the same episode, enter a tournament for that game... And uh, do really great at it. Yeah. You know, if you're really interested in hearing about Daniel and I not making complete and utter fools of ourselves (laughs) as we take on a new skill that we're bad at, uh, then you should definitely, uh, you know, uh, consider chipping in. Uh, We've decided that if we manage to make this, our first episode is going to be us learning how to play Smash Bros. Ultimate competitively and entering a tournament for it. So if that sounds interesting to you... uh, that is the $300 goal. If we get a total of $300 a month right. on Patreon, we will make that pilot episode where we play Smash Ultimate competitively. <laughs> and if we get 1000 a month, we will do regular monthly episodes of Jam Cram Slam. Uh, but there's other stuff, uh, other like goals, stuff like us making fun bonus content, us making an audio drama with your input, uh, <laughs> us revamping one of the rooms in our apartment into a mini studio mm-hmm. so that the audio quality of these episodes will be better. Also, maybe the most exciting <clears throat> for your purposes, you the listeners, um, us uh, possibly starting to stream as well as do podcasts. Yes. 
Another thing that might be exciting for you guys is in addition to these goals, we're doing rewards. Yeah. Uh, the biggest reward and the cheapest reward <laughs> is if you give us $1 a month, you get access to a Patreon exclusive podcast that Sean and I will do once a month mm-hmm. called Beat Boop Soup. Uh, so we're really doubling down on the naming convention here. <laughs> the great naming convention. I definitely, like, you know, I, I told uh, Max about the name, and he definitely said, wow, great idea, Daniel. Yeah. And he didn't say anything like, change the name. You really need to change the name. Look, guys, it's really hard to name a podcast group. <laughs> it's really hard. Uh, and Beep Boop Soup is basically, we have kind of a structure to it, but basically it's a way for us to sort of tell you guys about what we're up to, things we're playing, things we're watching, things we like, and it, it's, a, it's a way for you guys to learn more about us, right. and also to hear more of our dynamic, which we've heard you guys like for some reason, <laughs> so thanks thanks for that. Yeah. You know, I'm, you, I'm confused, you, but thanks. It's kind of an opportunity for you to get to know us a little bit better, um, and in kind of a targeted way, because you can... Uh, at a certain tier, you can kind of have the opportunity to influence that podcast yeah. a little bit. At the $5 or more tier, you can ask us things, and we call those things ingredients. Right. Like, an ingredient is something like a book we're reading right now, or our favorite GameCube game. And at the $5 or more level, you get to be a soup chef and send us ingredients in a monthly thread that we will draw from and use for episodes. Right. A really important one for fans of A Smashing Theory is a $2 tier, which is polls. We will regularly put up uh, polls for you guys to vote on, and they will influence things. One big one is what we decide to do after Smash Bros. Ultimate comes out, (laughs) whether it's to keep finding a way to do A Smashing Theory as a podcast, or whether it's to make a new podcast, and you guys get to decide what that new podcast is. Right. So if you guys are interested in any of that, Go to patreon.com slash group and check out all our rewards and stuff. And if if you don't give us anything, we're still really grateful that you're listening to us. Absolutely. And, like, if you even give just a dollar, that's that's amazing and more than we've expected. Yeah. And it gets you access to a whole new podcast, which yes. is a pretty good deal, I think. Yeah. Uh, l- l- the first, we, we have sort of a, a pilot episode where no one was able to ask us questions, so we just made up some of our own. Right. And uh, and we, I think we, it was still fun. We had a good time doing that, yeah. <laughs> there's some solid moments in there, I think. But yeah, there's there's even more details that I haven't mentioned about the Patreon. So be sure to check out that link if you're interested. Right. And again, that's patreon.com slash group. And to celebrate that launch... Next time on A Smashing Theory will be decided by a Patreon poll. Yeah. Uh, Now, for those of you that aren't interested in this stuff, we're not going to do this every time. You don't have to worry about that. Right. But we thought this would be a really cool time to do this because Sean and I are actually undecided on what immediate avenue to take next. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would be cool to talk about our DLC prediction specifically. We've sort of left that WTF characters (laughs) episode on the back burner. Right. And, alternately, uh, we could go the loosely Smash-related route and predict what's going to be at the Game Awards this year. True. So we're looking at all of those as options, and if any particular one of those sounds better to you than the other, if you back us at the $2 tier, you can vote on which one of those you want it to be. Right. But if you don't do that, don't worry. Our episode decisions will mostly be set in stone after that. Yes. Either way... 
We will see you guys in a couple weeks. We sure will. Thanks so much for listening to this big old Smash Direct episode. Yes. It's a big honker. It's, it's a honkaroo. It's huge. Thank you guys so much. And until then, I hope that you have a very smashing time. Hashtag RPM Triangle. <laughs> Why did he say that horny? Uh, you know, he's he's horny for RPMs. Good night. Good night. <laughs>